Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is episode 104 on the Hashtag Get Merry podcast. And today we're on the couch with our friend, Reese Ibbett. Welcome to the Hashtag Get Merry podcast, helping you live your healthiest, your happiest, your most merriest life possible. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas, aka the Merry Make Sisters, aka the Marys. So are you ready? Let's get merry. Okay, we're back on the couch. It's very exciting. Always is. <laughs> Reese is looking at us like we're idiots. I'm both, I'm both scared and excited at the same time. He's like, wait a second. That's how you start your podcast. What did I sign up to? Oh, you just wait. Jesus. Oh, man. Okay, so we're really excited to have Reese on the podcast. We both met Reese. Um, when I started yoga teach training, because Reese did yoga teach training too, and and I met you at um study at no smoothie date. Oh yeah, because I was meeting you for smoothie, then you just bring all these random <laughs> yogis, and I'm like, I'm not ready to meet new people right now in my life. But then you were the awesome. Yogi people are a little bit cooler than the Pilates people. Yeah, I, I think oh. so. <laughs> hey, I'm a Pilates person. <laughs> Excuse me, you do all the Pilates. I feel like we're equally cool. Yeah, we're equal. You love Pilates. Pilates is good. Actually, that's when I first saw you. I was like, who's this tall, good-looking man who's doing Pilates? Yeah, riding in my motorbike. I was like, excuse me? And then you, because you were the only boy in class, so all the girls were like, and then no one would say hi. I know, I felt ignored for quite a while. Yeah. shouted to me. Well, I was like, who are you? Like, very mysterious. Okay, back on track. <laughs> back on track. We told you tangents happen. Yeah. Embrace that. <laughs> Part of the magic. Okay, but um, we first heard Reese's story like a while back and we knew straight away that we wanted you to share it on our podcast because we know how powerful it is and it's amazing what you've gone through and what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just get into it. Like, Reese, can you – I mean, you know your story. Like, where should we start? Um, I guess it all kind of started for me when I moved over to London. So I finished kind of my, did a little bit of teaching here, finished my diploma of education um, and kind of went off on like a little adventure um, to uh, to London to teach and to work and to travel and kind of, um, yeah, I guess, like find myself a little bit as well, which um, little did I know how much of a crazy kind of adventure it was going to be and how much of a different kind of tangent mm. it was going to take, um, So, which was interesting. So I got to London um, about August of, yeah, beginning of August 2014 mm-hmm. um, and I started kind of teaching over there um, at a school kind of just out of London. Um, I was pretty excited. Um, 
my cousin was living over there at the time too, so it was nice to have a little bit of family. Um, she's from she's from Ireland, um, so she was a good and bad influence at the same time. <laughs> they, they, they drink a lot, don't they? they, they do. Those Irish party. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so there was um, a lot of that as well. Yeah, there was a lot of that as well, which was which was good fun, and she was great. She'd been living in London for a while, so she showed me showed me the town and um, kind of got me to settle in quite nicely. Um, but yeah, it was very different change from the Gold Coast, coming from you know the white sandy beaches mm. of the coast and the sunshine, and then August. I th- yeah, it was August, so it was kind of still warm-ish, but and then once you got to September, it started cooling down, mm-hmm. and then it got grey and rained a lot, and I'm like... Is everyone depressed just, in London then? Yeah, it's quite... It's a bit like that. <laughs> I could not handle that. <laughs> yeah. The pubs get busy, um, uh. and yeah, it was just a total different kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. change from what I was used to, but... At the same time, I just embraced it and um, and enjoyed, you know, it for what it was. Um, How old were you now? Like uh, at this time, twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool. So I was working there for a while. The school was pretty tough. Um, I was there. It was quite stressful. Like, I think we've got quite a healthy kind of out door kind of culture in Australia and I still tried to embrace that while I was over there but obviously weather dependent it's kind of hard to kind of get oh, out yeah. and um, enjoy the outdoors when it's pissing down mm-hmm. rain and yeah. it's like one or two degrees um, but yeah um, yeah kind of work was pretty hard there I kind of had a few moments where I'm like well I don't move here but then once the first holidays came through in September, I went on a little trip um, down to Cornwall in England and was like, okay, this is why I came here. Like, uh-huh. It was amazing <laughs> once I started kind of doing a bit of travel and then I started planning a few trips. Um, but I finished that job up at that school just out of London and I started working in inner city London. Um, but it kind of all kind of changed for me um, on the – 28th of November it was um, in uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to go. I had the day off work that day, and I was supposed to go for a run. Um, in yeah, going for a run that morning. I was just going for my usual morning run. I was going to, going to go to the rugby that night um, with some family friends. Um, so I set off. Um, I can't really remember what exactly happened, but I can remember kind of leaving the house on my morning run. Um, but, yeah, little did I know that that was going to be probably one of the biggest life-changing events of my mm. life um, yeah. that morning. Um, what happened? Okay, so <laughs> I can't – I can only – I can't really remember much. I can remember leaving the house and I can kind of – there's a few little snippets of kind of little visions I get mm-hmm. of kind of being quite close to home and like running quite hard. Um um, and pushing myself, but I had a massive um, cardiac arrest um, right. about four or five blocks from home. Um, and yeah, my heart went into VF, so ventricular fibrillation. So mm-hmm. it's when it kind of, your heart's just pretty much spasming on the spot. Um, so um, yeah, like your bottom ventricles kind of stop pumping blood around your body. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, like unless you know someone acts on you and gives you CPR or 
um, you have a defibrillator shock, then um, yeah, it's life threatening. Um, yeah. Far out. So. <laughs> so like that cardiac arrest is a heart attack is that like what um cardiac cardiac arrest cardiac arrest heart attack is when oh. it's, uh, from like a blockage or oh. something like that. So cardiac arrest is more of a rhythm okay um, like and then okay problem. yeah okay. bloody hell so you had this massive cardiac arrest like while you were running yeah and then you're just on the side of the street because then you would have blacked out blacked out I yeah i can't remember any of this um <laughs> But yeah, luckily, so from what um, Valerie has told me, and you know, I'll get to Valerie is in a minute, um, she, there was a, quite a few people standing around me um, mm-hmm. after it happened, I guess, um, people walking by, um, and they, but no one, like it looked like I'd kind of come down quite hard and my face was bleeding quite profusely. Um, Bring it to the lorry one. This was definitely on. It's definitely on. This is on the off-switch, Reese. Can I just check it? Yeah. No, it's good. I'm giving all this good, juicy stuff. We don't want to have to re-record. That was so good. I want people to actually hear this. Closer. Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay everyone, okay, we are, so we're back, back. We're back. Back, back on track. Back, back on, on track. track. Okay, back on track. <laughs> the microphone's on. Suspense, suspense. <laughs> um, anyway, so there was quite a few people um, standing around me, but no one um, knew CPR or didn't know what exactly had happened to me. They didn't know whether it was a heart attack or whether I'd been hit by a car. Mm. So I was on, just on the side of the road and there was quite a bit of blood mm. pouring from my face, obviously, where I'd hit my head when I came down. Um, but... Yeah, they were on the phone to the ambulance, um, but the people on the other the ambulance were saying, you know, maybe don't touch them. It could be spinal. Mm. Um, yeah, no one really knew what to do, but luckily, um, a lady driving past, a lady called Valerie, um, was driving past, um, and she kind of stopped at the lights, looked over the side of the road, saw like a bit of a commotion going on, and um, kind of. Luckily, there was a bit of a split in the crowd and she saw me lying there pretty Whoa. much lifeless, like eyes in the back of my head, mm. um, pale. Um, and she was, she just made that decision. She said right there and then to get out of the car and do something. She said she just kind of went into autopilot and she's like, I've got to kind of help this guy, otherwise he's going to lose his life. Yeah. Um, and so she ran over, um, just stopped the car in the middle of the road, ran over. Mm. Um, the lady on the phone was like, I probably shouldn't do CPR, like don't touch him. And she's like, felt for a pulse. There was, I was in VF at that stage, um, so my heart was just spasming. Um, she's like, there's no like consistent pulse. Like if I don't do something, like he's going to die. Um, and... She went against what the other lady was saying and just started. Um, and I'm super thankful that she did because, yeah, if she didn't, it could have been a very different story. Well, um, like we learned because we had funny, we had first aid like last weekend, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And Danny, the first aid dude, was talking about like the minutes that you have like to save someone from going into brain damage. Yeah. And I mean, like, what what is it like? Seven, um, six minutes? Yeah, four to six minutes. After four to six minutes like around there, then um, there is a chance of getting permanent brain damage. Um, so, 
Valerie said she reckons she worked on me for about five or six minutes and then the ambulance kind of got there. Um, and, yeah, they were able to you know, have the, the equipment, obviously, and were able to administer a shock mm. um, to get me out of that VF and yeah. back into a bit more of a stable rhythm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like it was pretty touch and go. Like there was only like a – there wasn't much time in it. I just think it like it's so crazy. Like if she was not driving by at that time, like yeah. everyone around you was getting told. Well, like I mean, you listen. You listen to people who t- like the professionals. They're telling you not to touch this yeah. man who yeah. might have a spinal injury, and you don't want to turn him into a paraplegic. Yeah. But it's like, well, no, he's actually dying because his heart is going into spasms, VF, and like, like bloody hell! Like thank God for Valerie who just like went with her gut. And did that. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I, I owe her. <gasps> you can't say that I owe her a lot. Like, I owe her my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, and then it just is, like, for me, as someone who's just hearing a, an amazing story, it's, like, learn CPR. Like, learn first aid. Because, like, I know you, but Valerie didn't know you. So, yeah. like, I'm if I'm walking by, I might see this random guy slash girl, whoever, lying down it's like well they're an amazing human like everyone's an amazing human like i want to be able to save the- or try and save their lives mm. bloody hell yeah when we're learning cpr like i just thought of you like the whole i know time. me too like i mean emma talked about it like afterwards we're like what the hell's going through reese's head learning about this yeah it was, it's pretty confronting yeah things like that but yeah it's i don't think because you kind of think, oh, it'll never happen to me. Totally. But, like, mm-hmm. Now when I do first aid, I'm like, like wow. <laughs> it did happen. Well, and, and that's, that's like, the even thing. Even though I'm- I wasn't the one administering it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm just so thankful for – like I, I came up to Danny at the end of – Yeah. Um, we did the CPR training because I did recently did the yoga course, obviously, that you said um, earlier and that's how you met me. Um, and just said, yeah, like, it's a great job what you're doing. Like, yeah. you don't realise, you know. Did you tell him then? Yeah, I had a quick chat to yeah. him at the end. It was just nice to kind of yeah. tell him what happened to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to say it in front of the whole yeah. group. It was just nice to have a quick private chat at the end and just, like, kind of say, like, you know, awesome job. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, thank like, you yeah, for teaching yeah, all these people, the people to learn how to save that, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, like, also, you don't think it's going to happen to you because, like, how old were you again? You were 20, 26. 26, yeah. like, active, healthy, like. Yeah, I was a, like, I was always been, like, quite a fit like, yeah. person. Like, I always really liked training myself and keeping fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it definitely, um, yeah, it was crazy. And I'm just so thankful to Valerie for what she did. Um, and I was still. I went off in the ambulance and she didn't quite, still didn't quite know whether oh, I was okay. Cause yeah. they kind of, they started doing all the work on me, like in the back of the ambulance. So just trying to get me to hospital as quick mm. as they could mm-hmm. um, to kind of get me in some kind of stable um, condition. Um, so, yeah, just. <laughs> but then the story kind of like gets weirder because. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Like the plot thickens. I feel like we're writing a movie, but yeah. it's actually Reese's life. Oh my god! Like it, this um, could actually be a movie. So like you're going off in the ambulance. No one really knows what. No one knows that you went for a run, and no one knows who you are. Yeah, who so no like? One knew. So I just had an iPod on me. That was it. Um, so no identification. Yeah. Um, just yeah, as you do when you go for a run. 
And like, so, they wouldn't so even know taking, that you're Australian because you can't, you're not yeah, talking. So, yeah, I wasn't having much of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so they take you to the hospital. I was, I was kind of <laughs> semi dead. <laughs> and please. Thanks, you, Emma. But you actually died <laughs> on, the, on the street, right? Um, like, well, pretty close. Like, my heart was just spasming yeah. on the spot. So it wasn't pumping any blood. Yeah. So I was, yeah. Like, it, it usually does that. Uh, I'm not too. Don't kind of quote me on exactly how long, but I think, you know, it can stay in VF for about 10 minutes, I think. Far and out. after that, you just <gasps> flatline and that's it. And they oh. can't shock that either. Yeah. So, it was really lucky. Oh. So, you can't up. shock flatline? Yeah, you can't shock flatline. So Oh, like, they do that still on the a, movies. a little bit of an electrical yeah. kind of activity okay. happening. And with Valerie doing the CPR, mm-hmm. that helped, um, you know, just kind of massage the heart and mm-hmm. keep mm. like, something happening um mm-hmm. God. But yeah but if if it went on any longer then i would have just flatlined and then you can't shock you Far out. and like that. how did so you were living like with mates and like you had your cousin so like your friends obviously noticed like where's reese like yeah. he's not home so or you, you've gone a, in the yeah. ambulance now yeah, what yeah. it's a weird story there because i went um to the hospital after that but my friends were it, they were just at work that day. I had the day off because mm. I was teaching at the time, but I wasn't. I was only casually teaching, so I had my Fridays off. Um, and yeah, I was supposed to go to the rugby with some family friends of mine, uh, but like the boys didn't know them. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin didn't even know them. They were just kind of um, good um, old friends of my dad's, and they'd luckily got me a ticket to the rugby at Twickenham, so I was really mm. excited to go to that um, and uh, watch the rugby, but. Yeah, obviously things changed and Different I was plan. in the back of an ambulance going to hospital um, and I was in hospital kind of fighting for my life for a little little while there um, and um, yeah, I just didn't, I was a no-show to the rugby which they were pretty pissed off about. They got me this yeah. um, ticket for free and they're like, where is Reese? Um, and, you know, they tried my phone and they just thought, oh, and maybe he's forgotten about mm-hmm. it and gone off with his friends. Like they tried my phone a few times, but then they didn't kind of think too much of it. Yeah. Um, and they were just going to kind of try me again the next day, I guess, and kind of be like, <laughs> where, where were you, yeah. you idiot? <laughs> you missed out. Yeah. Um, but the next day the boys were expecting me home. And um, so I think this happened on the Friday. This is the Saturday mm-hmm. um, afterwards. And I spent expecting me home and um like where's Reese? and they kind of went into my it, uh, london at the time so i was literally living in like a lounge room <laughs> is this a cupboard <laughs> a cupboard was, like a cupboard um, you told us it's like harry potter so it's yeah, like yeah so boy, like, i actually love harry that kid. Um, you're I'm like a tall so harry potter cool kind of round glasses because i thought i was pretty hipster you yeah like, you do have that. those glasses and um, your hair is like kind of Harry Potter, like especially okay, after yoga, it gets all messy. In the Harry Potter category. <laughs> You're way you taller. <laughs> you wanna, if you want to pigeonhole me? That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, back okay, back to the. Reece was living in a cupboard, yeah, yeah. and he has round yeah. glasses like yeah. Harry Potter. And yeah. his friends walked into his um, room. Yeah, so they walked into my cupboard. spacious room. <laughs> cupboard. And and like my stuff for that night was kind of laid out like. Clothes I was going to mm, wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's cute, by the way. And, yeah, like that is I cute that you do that. that. <laughs> yeah, I do that quite a bit. Um, okay, sorry, back to yeah. three. Um, and yeah, they were like, "This is really weird." Mm. Um, so I had 
my wallet and uh, and yeah, my phone and stuff was there. And they're like, this is kind of getting a bit weird now. Like, where is he? Mm. <laughs> um, so they kind of um, – they didn't have my cousin's number. Um, so they just oh. sent her a message on Facebook, just commented on one of our photos together just saying oh. – um, bit worried about Reese. Um, like, have you heard from him? Yeah. And she was just in the gym at the time um, and, like, just on the treadmill and kind of looked at her phone and there was this notification. She's like – and read it. She's like, oh, this is weird. She deleted it straight away because she just didn't want people freaking out yeah. about nothing. Um, and she – yeah, she um, kind of rang the boys back. I like, got their number somehow just through Facebook and – had a chat to my roommates and they were like, yeah, like, we're not too sure where he is. And she's like, I'm not too sure where he is either. And they're like, like he was supposed to go to the rugby that night, but I'm not sure whether he had plans with other like people because I had a few kind of different friend circles mm-hmm. um, over there. And like, she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't think so. And she hadn't heard me talking about anything, just about the rugby, that was it. Um, so it was kind of a bit of back and forth and then she kind of made the call. She's like, like I'm a little bit wide. So she started calling all the hospitals um, around the area um, and um, no luck with that, weirdly. Um, I think yeah, she hadn't tried the hospital that I was actually at um, and then she tried a few police um, stations and she tried the police station in Kilburn. That's where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and weirdly enough, like the guy that answered the phone was the same guy that was um, dealing with my incident. Um, so she, he started asking these weird questions to Eileen, um, just saying, you know, like, does he have a heart condition, um, thing, things like that. And mm-hmm. Eileen's like, oh, this is weird, but it must be kind of protocol. Like they must just ask these questions. Um, and I did have a, a thing called cardiomyopathy. What's that? Um, so it's like a thickening of the heart muscle. So ah. that can cause um, these irregular rhythms to come through. Oh. Um, Are you born with that? Um, yeah, it's genetic and it can be kind of shaped um, through like extensive exercise as oh. well. So my so, mum so had it. Oh. Um, but um, – and then I used to do a lot of running and yeah. stuff at school as well. So that maybe exacerbated it a little bit. Um, but How did I'd you find out doc- you had it? Um I'd been tested for it um, and a doctor had tested me before I went over and said, oh, yeah, look, you've got it. But I don't think, you know, like you could see that I was healthy and young and feel like it's something that progresses over like your life. So, as you get older, like your heart muscle can get a little bit thicker and may cause problems like as you get um, older. But, yeah, but, you know. Is that because if it gets thicker, like less blood goes through? It's just – yeah, it doesn't quite pump as efficiently oh, okay. um, because, um, yeah, because the the muscle wall is just not as um, uh, like flexible. Would you say kind of flexible, mm. yeah. Um, and oh. but like being young and and fairly active and fit, he said, you know, that's not going to be a problem. But it can cause a regular rhythm sometimes mm. like it's sometimes sudden you hear the, these episodes where young athletes kind yeah. of die all of a sudden yeah. on a football field or something like that um and that that's often um yeah due to cardiomyopathy yeah. um Fire so up. but yeah a lot of time when it does happen like yeah it's you know like often people lose their life yeah. suddenly um i was just lucky enough that i'd 
<laughs> oh my god, you know, yeah, Angel yeah. and Valerie. Valerie, yeah, saved my an life. Angel. yeah. So she was just an Irish nanny. I'm <laughs> working in London and yeah, wow. she's just in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, crazy. Which is crazy. So then you and your cousin, so your cousin found, was chatting to the policeman and they figured out that, like, you, you were, were Paris Sierra. John Doe. Uh, yeah, Paris Sierra or they. Who John knew Paris Sierra um, was the yeah, term yeah. So, for John Doe? So, wait, wait, we've gone off tangent again, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how um, your cousin was calling yeah, the police so officer. Yeah, she was calling the police officer. Yeah, and he was, um, he had actually dealt with the incident. So, he was yeah. asking all these questions and. Um, obviously to try to kind of put two and two together mm-hmm. and see whether it was actually me she was calling about and she hung up the phone and then she got a call back like quite soon after and we were mm-hmm. like I think um, you know I've got your cousin he's at he's at this hospital um, um, stay where you are we're going to come and get you and Eileen Gosh. kind of went a bit into shock she's like this sounds pretty serious yeah yeah yeah, so um, she kind of said she just said she was on the phone to the to the guy, and then she just goes, "Okay, well, I'm gonna have a shower now," and he's like, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> and she, she just, kind of handed the phone oh. to her roommate, and she was just kind of like a little bit oh, spacey, oh. and luckily, um, her roommate Laura was there. Um, well, I mean, it's so scary when your loved ones mm-hmm. like something bad happens to them, like. I, I think it's it is really interesting how people react. Like especially like you know me versus you, we, yeah. we react so differently. Like no, like you can't know how you're going to react in mm. a situation like this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so it's they, definitely pretty. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're just like what? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, unexpected. Yeah, like unexpected. She wouldn't have. That would have been the last thing. Well, she was thinking that you were out partying, or like that you'd got yeah. in a like a fight, or yeah, or yeah. like you met a girl. A girl. Yeah, yeah, like that's what she was thinking. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, she didn't know what to think. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so the police kind of were just like, "Stay where you are, and we'll come and get you." And she, she gave them the address. Like she had a shower, and she's like just speaking to her roommate Laura she's like oh my god this sounds pretty serious I hope he's okay and she started freaking out a bit she rang her mum I told her like the situation but like they hadn't given her a lot of information Mm. yet because the police themselves didn't really know what was going on they last time they were in contact with me like I was just barely being resuscitated like I wasn't breathing by myself um safely yet mm. when i was piled into the back of the ambulance like it was pretty touch and go um so yeah they just wanted to get her to the hospital mm-hmm. as soon as possible and just see where i was where i was at so this is the next day mm. um so the police arrived and eileen um went down stairs with laura her roommate um and they kind of piled into the police back of the police car um <laughs> <laughs> And Eileen, like, kind of looked at Laura and said, if they put the sirens on, like, this is some serious shit. Like, we don't know whether, you know, um, you know he's in trouble. And sure enough, as soon as they started driving, they put the sirens on. And shit. she just, like, said she just kind of burst out crying mm. a little bit there. Um, but she said it was crazy, like, driving to the hospital. They were like, it's like out of a 
out of a TV show yeah. or a movie. They're like mm. up on the side of the curb. Oh my like, God. tiny little streets in London yeah. too. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. So, yeah. and where she was living, yeah, there were tiny little streets. Far just, out. Just, just speeding through yeah. to oh get to gosh. the hospital. And they're both in the back. Um, and they kept asking the police, like, you know, is he, is he okay? Like, is he alive? And they couldn't really answer because they didn't really mm. kind of know and they mm. couldn't. Um, tell them too much information mm-hmm. either until they'd kind of confirmed that it was me um that they were that they had um and it was the right person um so, so yeah, get they, to the hospital they get to the hospital they get in the lift um you know when you you know you in a rush and you want to get to you live in like you're on holidays and you live in an apartment building you want to get to the top floor but of course, when you're in a rush, it stops at every single <laughs> oh. floor on the way up. So they said they were just level one, level two. Oh, no. And they just like they were in kind of shock and they just started laughing. Like the two <laughs> girls, the police kind of started laughing too. Um, it's like, what the hell? We just sped all the way and now yeah. the lift is going to take a yeah. sweet yeah. ass time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that so, is from the movie. Yeah, it was, it was pretty f- it was funny when she used to actually just quiet down. Um, yeah, she's really great storyteller, my cousin. Yeah, and she's Irish. Irish accent yeah, as well. you like can just listen to Irish yeah, accents yeah. all day, I reckon. It, um, yeah, but, she but also, tells huh? the story perfectly. I wish she was here to tell her, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're doing uh, very good. <laughs> um, very good. Anyway, they get, um, they finally get to the emergency department, um, bust out of the lift. Like, <laughs> They're like, okay, we're looking for a John Doe or whatever. Parasiera? Apparently, that's what they call it. Okay. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. don't they just call it an John Doe? I say John Doe. John Doe. Yeah, John Doe. I think it's a little or bit like more Or like unknown yeah. men. Who <laughs> unknown. Unknown. Unknown, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a John Doe here. Like, they kept kind of saying to the, like, hospital staff, there's a John Doe here. We're looking for him. Um, you know, like, mid-twenties, like dark hair, John Doe and the kind of amb- the uh, hospital staff kind of kept looking at them with a kind of blank expression like, and looking through the records and stuff and they're like, oh, we don't have anyone here that fits that description. Mm-hmm. Like, no, John Doe, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, mm, no. And they're like, this is Hammersmith Hospital, isn't it? A John Doe. And they're like, uh, no, this is not Hammersmith Hospital. <laughs> 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 and the police... The police just <laughs> kind of looked at each other. Oh, no. And just kind of looked at the girls and just went, <laughs> don't ever repeat this. <laughs> so Guys, got, don't tell so anyone. So they piled back into lifts, oh went down God. every single floor. Oh, to get back no. To the again, back in the police car. Like The girls just said they just started laughing again in oh. the lift. They're like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. Um, so they got back in the car. Um, speds, yeah, to the right hospital. <laughs> Around <laughs> the corner. There, um, and, yeah, they found me, luckily. Um, it's very kind of – I was in a kind of induced coma at that stage, lots of wires and pipes kind of running it out of me. Um, but the doctors, like, they were still running a few more tests, but they seemed to think that I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was going to be no brain damage or anything like that. Um and yeah, full kind of um, f- functioning. Um, yeah, no kind of complications. Um, but they still had to wait and see till I woke up mm-hmm. to see whether I was going to be um, 100% okay. Um, 
yeah, so it was just a bit of a waiting game Far after out. that. So Eileen, um, it's nice. Luckily, it was nice to have her there. Yeah. Um, and her mum was on the way from Ireland. So, um, so her mum is my mother's sister. Uh-huh. And that's the um, that's the connection mm-hmm. there. Um, so she met an Irish um, guy in Australia and then moved oh, over to Ireland. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So she's so that's um, oh, where wow. the connection is. Yeah. My wow. God, what a crazy yeah, so, so Trish crazy. was on her way and yeah, um just had to wait and see. My parents were um um travelling at the time in uh in Vietnam, uh, uh-huh. so they couldn't contact them, which kind of worked out to be alright because at least they weren't gonna be freaked out. Mm. But, and Trish and Eileen spoke and they just said, Look, we won't say anything until um, you know, tell anyone else in the family mm-hmm. until like he wakes up and we just like kind of can see what exactly is going on yeah yeah Yeah. it's always hard to know what to do when it's like you don't want to tell people then they freak out and make it even worse or like they stress out and something bad happens to them like Mm. because you know like your son or whoever your loved person is in hospital across the world like what you can't do anything anyway like yeah so scary it's it's really scary um but yeah, kind of Eileen sat with me and I just um, – the first time I woke up, she was out um, getting something to eat or doing something in the hospital and the doctors kind of got her and like, oh, yeah, I think he's waking up. But I was quite – it's very confused when mm. I was um, when I was waking up. didn't know where I was and I was a little bit um, like aggressive and was just like, what's going on? Yeah. So, um, just freaking out pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, they had to kind of – sedate me again um and i kind of kept kind of like almost waking up drifting back um and then i kind of woke up again freaked out um quite a bit um but then eileen just said she kind of like i was kind of freaking out where am i what's going on and she just kind of caught eyes with me and just said reese i'm here um like you're okay um and she said like as soon as like i caught eyes with her like i just kind of like she just said you could just see my face just kind of soften um and yeah she said after that i just yeah kind of relaxed and was awake for a little while and um she said i was a bit freaked out about how much it was going to cost me (laughs) (laughs) one of the first questions i asked i'm like how much is this going to cost me (laughs) And she's, she's oh like, it's okay. Because NHS like, covers everything. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. NHS covered everything. So oh, I was my lucky. God. Um, um, so, and then, and then yeah. you're also saying that you like that you thought that they were doing something dodgy. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I had this weird thing in my head that the doctors were, had, were trying to drug me. I kept kind of turning to my cousin and going, don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? It's so funny when you hear stories so like that. Weird. Don't trust them, they're dodgy. They're all, they're all whacked like, up on drugs. She's just like, yes, Reese, they're dodgy. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, no, they're saving your Far life. Far out. Yeah. So, how long were you in hospital this time? Um, I was in hospital for, uh, I think it was just under kind of 10 days. Oh, okay, yeah, quite a while. Yeah, so, like nine days. So, a few days after, um, I kind of um, was stable um, and my auntie was there and um, – they um kind of one of the doctors came and saw. I was very kind of scattery for a while. Like my memory, like when your brain kind of when you've had 
deprived of oxygen for that yeah. long. Mm. Um, like it really does kind of affect like your um, short-term memory quite a bit. So I mean, just said I was asking the same questions over and over. I just oh. wasn't quite sure what had happened. Um, so it's all a bit of a blur for me, yeah. like what happened in hospital. But a couple of days afterwards, they um, like a lady came and saw me and they talked about putting in an internal defibrillator in my chest. So I've got that. Um, so it's like a pacemaker? Yeah, it's like a pacemaker. It's like a, they call it an ICD. Um, so it's an internal defibrillator. So if my uh-huh. heart goes into a dangerous rhythm, it's like, um, you know, like the defibrillators you have mm, like yeah. to save people's lives. It's that just in, in your my heart chest. You, yeah. in you. Well, I yeah. actually like, what did I do the other day? I dropped something and it landed on it. Yeah, that hurt quite a bit. Thanks, Emma. I was like, oh, my God. It it felt quite strange when they first put it in there because it only kind of just sits under the skin. But uh, you kind of – your muscles and your skin kind of just – I don't know, it just kind of becomes part of your body. Like you just kind of. It's so. And when it's it. so amazing. When you were getting that put in, you were awake, like you were conscious. Yeah, I was conscious for that. Um, but yeah, like it, you can't, obviously can't feel anything, but it, it is quite weird. Like you can just feel them kind like of pushing everything. this bit of a. <gasps> like Sorry, yeah. I'm not very good at this stuff. And then this thing is connected to. <laughs> <laughs> Reese is laughing. He's trying not to. This thing is connected to your heart, like by. How do they put it in there? Well, I'm. Um, yeah, they just cut your. Oh, you just said that. Um, but what? Are, what? Like, how do they put it in your? Is it in your heart? It just sits kind of um, not on top of my heart, but yeah, kind of to one side, and then the wires kind of connect oh. um, to the. <sighs> Sorry. To the, um, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, ventricles. Uh, oh my god! Far out. Okay. And so how many times has it gone off? Um, yeah, this is yeah, this is a whole another story so in like, itself. This thing um, is only supposed to go off when it's like you're. Yeah, it's like, supposed to just be. Uh, um, it's supposed to just be a backup plan. Yeah. So oh um, I'm on medication. Um, I was put on medication straight afterwards. Um, and I can't. You get out of hospital and, like, I don't know, it was all just, like, a bit surreal for a while. I was like, this hasn't really um, this hasn't really happened. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, oh, God. And so, like, I just went on kind of – I went back to work pretty quickly after my operation, like, against um, what um, my cousin had <laughs> advised and my auntie. But, what about the doctors? What my parents they- were, like – I just kind of played it down to them quite a bit because really? I didn't want them to stress out too much either. Like they knew what has happened and my auntie had spoken um, to them and they were like, we'll come over and I'm like, look, like, don't worry about it. Like I'm in, in the clear now, um, which I kept kind of telling myself, but mentally <laughs> I think I was a bit of a mess yeah. um, there for a while because it was a bit of a bit of a shock. But yeah, as I said, I just went on kind of living. Like I was before it happened. So um, you went back to like exercising the same yeah, amount? Yeah, not the like, same amount. Like I knew I had to – like I was pretty weak after all this. Yeah. Like I just – yeah, my body had been absolutely smashed. Um, so I've been in a cardiac arrest and I was mm. just really, um, really weak. And um, yeah, it took me – like I kind of just started walking. Like I was got out of hospital, I was really weak. Like it was yeah. hard to walk up, like a flight of stairs. Um Far out. But I um, just kind of built myself back up again and started walking again. I was like, just wanted to get back to being normal. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I go a bit stir crazy. Yeah. Um, sitting inside. That's why when I first moved to London, I'm like, it's raining and cold. Yeah. I can't handle this. But, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to get up and about as quickly as I could. So I um, 
yeah, just kind of got like strengthened myself back mm. up a little bit, started walking, started doing some body weight exercises. Um, yeah, just kind of, but just felt a bit, just felt really lost, really. Um, and quite kind you- of, and being winter over there too, like it was dark a lot mm, and yeah. like this major thing had just happened to me i didn't feel myself mm. i didn't really have like that i guess as much of a support system around me as although i was telling everyone that i was okay like mm. um kind of deep down like i was so you just kind of like pushed it away pushed like it away, as yeah. if like it never happened like, yeah. Yeah. like you decided yeah, that decided, didn't happen yeah i was like that happened but like you know, I'm just going to keep living the way yeah. I'm living. Yeah, and like, it's kind of like going into that denial yeah. stage yeah. after, like, like you know, there's all these different stages after something major and you're suffering, something major happens in your life and they, like I've read articles about it and I guess yours sounds like you were just thinking it didn't happen, like in that denial, yeah. just like locking it up in a certain area in your body and then focusing on everything else yeah. Yeah. instead of that. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just quite... Yeah, in a weird headspace too. Like I was quite like there was I was having a lot of trouble with my short term memory and things mm. like that. So I just wasn't really thinking logically either, and I was just pretty scattered. Really, yeah. it's a good way to put it. Um, so yeah, so I just kind of went back to work like a few weeks afterwards. Um, but then it was because it was um, happened in December. It was kind of like you know it was the end of mm-hmm. kind of the year, and then the kids went on holidays. Um, was teaching secondary school um and um yeah i went to ireland for uh for um christmas and new year with my um beautiful family there and had a great time but again like just when my auntie wasn't watching me very closely i was out kind of (laughs) drinking and like well, I mean, um, you're so young. Like, yeah, you just, just, I was just like, you know, I'm fine. I was yeah. kind of going out partying. and um, You just would never think it would happen and, again too. And also yeah. you're in, you're traveling like on this trip of your life. Yeah. It's like f- far out body. Like, no, yeah. I'm, li- I'm going to yeah. enjoy this. Like I totally yeah. know. I like worked so hard yeah. to kind of get myself yeah. over there. I was so intent on having a good time. And, you know, like I got there in August and this happened yeah. in December. So um yeah like it was totally it was um yeah i was like no this isn't gonna i'm not people like i should go home i like i'm I'm not going home like i've come here to travel and see the world like i'm gonna do that so i was pretty determined and i got myself like i got myself back but yeah i wasn't back to yeah you know like there was still a lot of things pushed to the side (laughs) that i wasn't really um dealing with um which, like, in a way, it was kind of good just to get on with things, like, not kind of, yeah, because sometimes, you know, you can go the other way too much and kind of, um, yeah, it's like-, like, just indulge in it a lot. Um, so, mm. in one way, it was good for my recovery just to kind of put to the side a bit, but it did eventually catch up with me when yeah. I came back from Ireland, like, came back from holidays Tried to go back to work again after that and, like, I just fell into a bit of a heap. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just yeah. come home every day from work and I literally just lie in bed yeah. <laughs> and watch a movie oh, yeah. or something, go to sleep and then do it again. Like, I was just buggered physically yeah. and mentally because um, I, was, I was having so much trouble, like, 
remembering the content and things like that that I was teaching. So I was fully just lost all my confidence yeah. standing up in front of um, a group of people and talking. Um, and But then the way I'd kind of – the way I always dealt with things in the past was like to go for a run mm-hmm. um, and to do that uh. to um, kind of make myself feel better but I wasn't quite – physically well enough to do that yet either so it was just um, yeah. yeah it was tough um but but yeah I kind of stopped teaching um my um cousin was working for a really well-known um um a few restaurants in London called Deshume uh which is um like this Indian inspired restaurants, they're beautiful. Um, it looks so, really cool. Yeah, we googled it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. If you're ever in London, definitely um, <laughs> go there. Like my girlfriend always gives me shit about how much I talk about it, but, <laughs> but it's it a good place. It must be very good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. So if you're ever in London, Deshume, King's Cross, get there. <laughs> Good advertising. For it's not sponsored by <laughs> that restaurant, by the way. <laughs> Sounds like it, isn't it? No, it's amazing. So luckily, um, I got a job there just kind of helping out with um, reservations mm-hmm. and just kind of um, I was just in the floor um, on the restaurant, just like a major D type role and working with a lot of young staff mm-hmm. and that kind of helped me a lot actually. It was just kind of put me out of teaching, distracted me for a little while, just in a, like a great bunch of people I was working with. And um, yeah, that kind of got me out of my bit of a funk, which was nice and just kind of challenged me in a different way. It wasn't so academic, yeah. Um, um, but it was hard, really hard work. Um, but, you know, I was able to just kind of just relax into that yeah. work for a little while and just – well, you know, because you had nothing to, to compare it to, too. Cause yeah, you, yeah. So, you were teaching before yeah. the heart stuff, then, like, all that happened and then you couldn't remember stuff. Mm. That's, like, a huge, like, confidence um, what's killer. The op- killer. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, whoa, what's happening to me? Like, I thought I was at, like, the, this peak of my life yeah. and now, like, all this shit is just, like, breaking apart <laughs> around me. So, it's probably, like, the best thing you did to, like, go into an area that you'd never – Specialized, specialized in, in. so yeah, it was yeah. like you were just learning and it was, it's that's probably good for your brain too right like yeah, to learn something yeah, new I was learning something yeah. new and I think like yeah without even knowing that was yeah so I've spoken to neurologists over here when I got back mm. like, the best thing you can do is just to learn yeah like, um, push your brain so I was kind of wow. I was you know like it was busy there like, yeah have, like lines for people would wait like two hours for a meal on a Monday so and, yeah, hard to seat all those people in this restaurant yeah. like it was yeah, it was crazy. Not obviously not just myself. Like um, I was working with a great team, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, that was fantastic. And and that um, all came as well from like you know, so you thought you were you were like kind of bearing it all down, yeah. thinking you're okay. Then you fall into a heap. Yeah. So in the end, it's like there is no wrong or right way to deal with a situation like no, that, is not, there? No, it's like not. you know, okay. You should be open about it and share it and talk yeah. about it. Da, da 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 da. But it's like you can't really tell how anyone it should act after something like that because, like, you just don't know how you're gonna act. And in the end, it did kind of help you anyway, like because it led you to the, working at that restaurant, which helps your brain and like mm. helps you get your confidence back mm. up. Back, yeah, it's just yeah, it was it was. I was just really lucky. Like, it's funny. You just gotta kind of 
life just happens sometimes, yeah. doesn't it? Um, just like just you, like the, like the cards get like played yeah. in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I set off on overseas, like you know, young twenty year old, just yeah. thinking my life was going to be this way. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, to you. total opposite. Um, so you were working at this restaurant, but like eventually you came home. Like, um, yeah, so I was working at this restaurant. I kind of, um, as Emma was saying, it was great for me, mm-hmm. built up my confidence, met some really um, great people um, and they were super supportive, like kind of told them what had happened to oh, me and wow. they kind of were just like really nice mm. and just letting me kind of find, it was almost like let me kind of find my feet. Um, yeah. Although it was busy and stressful, like they were accommodating at the same time. Um how cool are humans? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah good like, ones. I think, I think, <laughs> and you, you know, like they just saw this like young, twenty-six-year-old guy. Yeah. But I think we can. It's another kind of message that came from this. Like, you can judge a book by its cover, but it's not until you get to know someone and um, break down those yeah. barriers and really kind of find out about who they really are, like what has got them to where they are that you realise people go through some amazing journeys. um, Totally. To get to. Well, I mean, like when I met you, you well, not met you because I didn't talk to you. I was like, there's the guy and the the Pilates guy with the motorbike. Like, like, what the hell? Who is he? (laughs) We made up all kinds of stories apparently. Like, who's this mystery man? No, it's, but like, yeah. And then slowly we got to know your story. Yeah. Yeah. And like, by knowing your story, we also got to know more of you. Like the stories do end up shaping like the human you become. Mm. Totally. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was just a really nice atmosphere to be in. And I, yeah, I did. I built my confidence back up and doing something that I would never expect yeah. I'd be doing. Um, and I was pretty hopeless at was it. Was the, the food yum? It was amazing. I um, love Indian. Me too. Uh, it's just, Butter chicken. Yeah. So it was an old like warehouse um, that they used to use for um, like back you know, turn of the century for like storing grain and things like yeah. that. And it was huge. It was like three stories and they converted it into this massive restaurant. That is so cool. So it was amazing. Anyway, um, so yeah, and then I started getting healthy again. Like I started training a little bit and like – stupidly as it sounds i started running again because i did oh a few God. stress tests um yeah with the with the hospital because um they were fantastic over there like yeah i was always kind of steered in the right direction with appointments saw exercise physiologists and um saw my um specialist that, that was dealing with me um they kind of put me in touch with a with a psychologist as well which was um like from a guy's perspective like it was that was probably one of the biggest life changing things like right there actually just being able to talk to someone um because yeah i think i'm being quite um stereotypical here but and generalizing quite a bit but i i know i I have and I know a lot of other males just kind of, uh, as you said, like I would just kind of put things to the side and didn't really <laughs> deal with it. So it was nice just to talk to um, this gentleman and just um, just kind of tell him like the struggles that I was having inside my so mind. So before uh, that, would you like have not really talked to anyone about that kind of stuff? Like you just would 
Like you'd have go through these just by yourself. Like you wouldn't yeah. share them. Or just like ignore so. like them. I'd share probably with the people close to me to a certain degree, but um, definitely I think I was just trying to put this kind of tough guy yeah. act. It was like up. your armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm okay, it's fine. Yeah. But underneath I was hurting quite a bit. Um, and yeah, it was good just to talk to him. And then obviously um, I was getting fit again, did a few stress tests um, with the hospital and, and they seemed to come back fine. Like I was running on a treadmill again and they were monitoring me and they mm-hmm. said, awesome, can I start doing it? They said, obviously I can't go do a 5K time trial and yeah. kind of smash myself, but they said, if you want to do some light jogging again, that's fine. So I kind of started doing that and kind of, I did a lot of running when I was at school, not as much when I left school. Like I used to enjoy going to the gym, mm. surfing, I did a bit of CrossFit and just tried different things. Um, it was a personal trainer while I was at uni um, um, before I got my teaching degree. Uh, so, yeah, it was, I kind of got back into jogging. And I think it was my way of kind of going like not being defeated by my yeah. by my um, heart attack either, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Like instead of um, – in, in saying it, like I put things to the side, but at the same time I wanted to jump back on the horse, yeah. so to speak. Like um, I come from a farm, which is a whole other story we could talk about. But like whenever – like as kids, um, it was something that my dad taught me. Like if you ever, you know – meet a challenge or like you yeah. say if you ever fall off the horse like you gotta just get straight back on it yeah yeah don't be scared and uh, totally and you know put you and I, th- I think that's where like the whole males kind of not talking about the shit that kind of comes from childhood too because you know like i think our society does tell boys you know like it's okay like don't don't cry don't talk about it mm. like you're okay you're a guy you're a man like toughen up yeah. like i, I think that kind of has shaped, um, you know, men bottling stuff up yeah. and women, us women. Like, I mean, we t- we talk about our stuff all the time. We talk <laughs> – I talk about my shit all the time. Like, but it's because I need to because if yeah. I don't, like, I know I'm going to, like, like end up somewhere yeah. bad. Like, I'm, I'm so hyper aware of it. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little bit, like, <laughs> crazy. But anyway – like I think it it is like a like I know you said it was stereotyping, but I think like I've seen it with most of the men that I know. The majority yeah. of men grow up like being told that, yeah. like and then they and then, but then, it, but then it comes up in such negative ways, doesn't it? Like through alcohol or like yeah. okay, here's a problem. I'm just gonna go get smashed yeah. on a Friday yeah. night or um. Like I had yeah. some positive outlets, luckily. Like my outlet yes. was like running and mm. smashing myself yes. and going to the gym. That's how I got my anger and frustration yes. out. Um, but through this journey, I've started to kind of just, I guess where this kind of really started me off on my kind of journey of mindfulness and how mm. important like the mind is um, yeah. in kind of, determining how happy we're gonna be yeah so do we want to do you want to talk about that now or do you want to so we because we're in indian restaurant well i reckon so you're back in australia and then i've I've, yeah so a few things happened in between so i I started jogging again um it's kind of enjoying getting back into that uh and, and then 
and I was feeling great. Like I'd met some great new people um, and things were looking up for me. Um, then I had another little um, whoopsie, so to speak, like the guys. <laughs> at, is that what we call the them? Guys at, um, <laughs> Guys, I was working okay. with at the uh, at the school like to call it a whoopsie. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was out, yeah, running again um, um, one morning, uh, and yeah, yes, same thing. I had another VF arrest again. Um, I was a little bit tired and stressed um, at the time. I think I was mm-hmm. working quite a few shifts. Um, yeah, there was a a few things. Um, going on as well um like my mum uh i got a, i was just at working at Dishoom one one morning uh and i um, got a message from my sister um saying uh that she had just been into hospital with my mum and uh she um had a brain uh it looked like she had had a brain tumor but they were just going to do some further tests um so I just got this message and I literally mm. just remember getting it and I just kind of just like, fro- you know, you just feel sick yeah. like in your stomach. Like I just felt ill and I'm just like, I just couldn't really do or say anything. I just kind of just said to the girl I was working with, I got to just go outside for a little bit and I just Fuck. kind of walked down the street a little bit and just kind of sat um, down and yeah, I don't know, it's weird when you hear those like heavy news like that you always remember kind of where you are and what you're yeah. doing and um yeah you just like it's like the world just kind of stops for a second and you're just like this isn't real <laughs> this is not real um but again i didn't want to freak out too much because like she said look she's getting some more tests done we'll just see um see what happens um so I waited and I kind of got in contact with um, my sister with the time difference, like when it was the right time. I uh, gave her a call. Um, I couldn't, like I went home from work early that night. Like I was just a bit of a, yeah, I, just, I was just an absolute scatterbrain. I didn't know what to think and I was just like, shit, like I've, I don't want to, mean to sound selfish when I say this but I'm like okay like I've like things were just starting to look up for me again mm. I was like yeah okay great I can get back to doing what I want to do here mm. like travel like um yeah see the world um just just be happy and I was I was starting to be happy and then I got this news and it literally just took the wind out of me so I went mm. home and waited and had a chat to my sister over the phone um and yeah it was a brain tumor um and a pretty rare one so they didn't think they could they couldn't at this stage didn't think they could operate on it um so um but they the they were going to look at doing some radiation and chemotherapy um to try to try to help her out uh and yeah so this second heart uh second heart attack kind of happened after um a few days after that it happened um so i just went out for a run and i think all that built up anger and frustration and yeah um and yeah obviously um yeah my body kind of (laughs) said no again and um but luckily i had the defibrillator in my chest so that just 
kicks me straight back. Um, straight back, yeah. Um, so I just kind of woke up on the ground, like a little bit out of it again. Um, oh, some wow. people came over and they were like, Are you okay? Like, we just saw you kind of collapse. You're right. And um, all I could think of, like, you just kind of wake up after when you get a. So your heart goes into VF like the first time. So um, and yeah, you just kind of obviously you're not getting any blood around your body, so you just pass out straight away. Um, luckily, with the ICD in my chest, that um, it's a great piece of technology. It just mm. picks that up straight away and shocks yeah. um, my heart back. But I was I was pushing it again that time. Yeah. Like I wasn't just going for a jog. Like I was yeah. going for a proper run. Like we had was, so much going I on. I was angry with the world yeah. again, and that was my outlet. Um, and yeah um so i woke up a bit confused went home uh my cousin's room i said don't tell my cousin about this she'll freak out so oh. we went to the hospital like they just kind of um did some checks on me to make sure i was okay make sure i didn't hit my head or anything yeah. like that um when i went down and then they can read all the information from my icd so oh, anything that happens they can look back holy moly it records all the data um, yeah. and they can kind of look back and see that I had this arrest at this time. Um, yeah, so I went back um, in and had a specialist appointment again just to double check um, everything and I didn't want to tell my uh, – it was it was hard for me. Uh, like my cousin was fantastic over there but I didn't want to my, – my family just found out that my mom had a yeah. brain tumor and I didn't want to really kind of um, – didn't want to f- – they had enough going on at home. So, yeah, I kind of went quite internal again mm. a little bit and just tried to kind of take it on all by myself. Um, but, yeah, I had a f- – this is this was in uh, kind of June um, 2015. I, um, I was like – just had to think about things. I'm like, I've got to go home. Yeah. Like I, um, I just – Spoken to my sister, um, I'm like, yeah, I've got to get back. Um, especially with my mum. They weren't sure. They had taken a biopsy of my mum's tumour and that didn't go so well. She came out of um, that and she had half of her, um, uh, half of her body was kind of um, paralysed. Oh. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that was, I was like, I've got to get back there. So, yeah. but I still wanted a bit of time before I got back. Just to, I kept in contact with mum and dad quite a bit, um, and um, that she was okay. Um, she was obviously not okay because she'd, you know, half her body was paralyzed. But she was, she was doing okay, and she started the um, treatment and. Um, she was kind of fairly stable and I'm like, I can come home now if it's really serious. And um, I spoke to them over the phone and they're like, look, like, go do a little bit of traveling on your way home. Um, but yeah, I would love to have you. Um, actually, what am I saying? I spoke to my sisters saying this, not my parents. Sorry, I'm getting a little confused. That short-term memory loss. <laughs> um yeah, and um, I just told, told my older sister. I didn't tell anyone else in the family. Sorry, I got this part of the story a little bit um, mixed up. It's okay. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I told Megan that I'm going to come home, but I'm not going to. I wasn't 
didn't want to tell them when I was coming home. I just wanted it to be a surprise yeah. for mum mm. because I, I knew that would kind of boost yeah. boost her up a little bit. Um, so I went travelling and I did like a f- few trips while I was over there in that year and a bit. But this last little bit was it was just a nice little breather and just kind of really um, – I don't just have a bit of me time. I just went by myself. Mm. I went through um, went through the south of France, wow. um, Spain, um, and then into Italy. Um, and it was just by myself the whole time. And it was just a really good time to kind of just kind of reflect on did a lot everything of, that was going yeah. on. Did stuff like come up for that? Like, yeah, did, like- I think before all this happened, like and talking to the psychologist and – I kind of I kind of really went into this like state of just trying to find myself like yeah. I really was without even knowing it like I was starting to read um like, like some amazing books and I was listening to, to some amazing um like podcasts mm-hmm. and things like that and I was just kind of I was still socializing um a bit but I was taking a lot of time to myself mm. and I was just like reading going on these walks and um just kind of just trying to find what my kind of purpose in life (laughs) was or i know it sounds quite deep but i don't know i was just i felt like i was almost just withdrew myself a little bit it was probably a little bit of like withdrawal from things because everything was going on but i think at the same time it was kind of helpful because it I just started to filter through things a little bit more. Mm, like uh-huh. started to kind of look at my heart stuff, and that this trip was amazing for that. Like I just took a backward step. Mm. I was on my own watch. I just kind of cruised um, through um, through Europe. Just kept checking in with my sister, making sure um, like mum was okay. But it was good to have just some time to myself. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I just started. That's when I my kind of what would you say mindfulness journey kind of really started and I kind of just started realizing that yeah you kind of everything outside doesn't make you happy like it's important to kind of start working inside first and I started seeing it started to hit me too that you know like I'm lucky to be here like I started like looking at things and going like okay all this shit's happening but like wow the world is pretty beautiful and seeing these amazing places and um just meeting, well, I mean, even- meeting these random people and just kind yeah. of when you travel by yourself too, I think you just kind mm. of you know you take things in a lot more. Like you just kind of you feel like you're watching a movie yeah, in a way. Totally. Like you kind of sit back at a cafe and you just kind of watch what's going on around you and you know what it's like in those beautiful streets and, yeah. Yeah. and stuff. Like you just Amazing. kind of sit back and watch and yeah, I just kind of yeah, I was just like, wow, like the world is beautiful and there's and I met just random yeah. beautiful people and tried to make it a bit more of an effort to talk to people that I usually yeah. wouldn't talk to. Um, Isn't that magical when you yeah, start doing that? Doing that so yeah. magical kind of connection. With people. Yeah, yeah, that like bloody hell. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. And just I, opening I, myself up a little yeah. bit more and just I kind of started to realize that like a lot of people have been through some crazy things. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, it's not about you. Like this, yeah. <laughs> like you get stuck in your own little world oh, a little God, bit. Yeah. And yeah. Especially, I don't know. I guess it's just part of growing up. Like in your early twenties, mm-hmm. it's like me, me, me. Like totally. I want to do, um, which is good. Like that's how you find out about who you are. But it was just nice to. Yeah, well, it's nice to just kind of. It's um, like everyone has their own stuff with, going on, and it's yeah. like you know when you react to someone who might not treat you right. It's like actually, like who knows what has just happened in their life? Yeah. Someone, they like you never know what's happened, yeah. and then you know something bad might happen to you, and then that's when you kind of are more aware of it. Mm. And also, like back on the topic of like the gratitude, you know, like you realize that you're lucky to be here and like you know taking everything in. I mean, even like hearing your story, it makes me appreciate life so much more and that's why I think it's so amazing that you're sharing it because like everyone listening to this like who might be going through a bad time or like I don't know just hearing your story yeah well I mean it sounds silly because like when like what you're saying is like because Reese's story like, I, uh, is so like much worse I know. than what I'm going through that I and I was I'm upset about this so like it's bad like in a way it's bad because like I that you had to go through that to make me feel that but like I feel like it's still a good thing in your story even though I was like so shit mm. like what happened there's still good happening like this ripple effect is happening yeah. all around you. Yeah, from like sharing it, sharing it, path definitely, and uh, yeah, the way I think and the way that I'm doing things now that yeah, uh, you know, I still would have been. We well, ended up in it. yoga. Yeah, you would have been yeah. in a totally different. <laughs> yeah, like um, we, you wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, we wouldn't like, be we friends. Be friends. <laughs> and, that, and that would be a tragedy. <laughs> it's all about us. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so you travelled. And then yeah, so I did a bit of traveling and then got back to um got back to Australia. Um yeah, at the end of um where are we now? Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. And surprised my mom. Um she was getting treatment in Brisbane. Um and uh, my sister knew, but no one knew when I was turning up. Like, <laughs> I just kind of I said I'm coming home, but I didn't tell them when. And yeah, I just, so cool. um, kind of rang the doorbell and uh and my sister answered i'm like hey megs how you going and she's like oh shit you're downstairs <laughs> and then she's like kind of got mum um she was yeah obviously a bit weak um and got her to the front door like we've got a surprise for you and then Aww. opened up at the door and there she was and Aww. yeah it was really kind of special moment it was really nice yeah um but it was tough at the same time. Like, like you go away um, and you leave a family member. <coughs> um, like, they're, you know, you kind of have these memories of who they were before you left and, and then you get back and, yeah, she was really ill and, um, yeah, it was really hard to see. Yeah. Um, and hard to kind of not let that shit on my face either, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. trying to be kind of, um, yeah, happy. And yeah. Like I was so happy to see her at the same time. At the same time I was like, yeah. Because she was like, she was pretty sick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was really sick. It was just the, from the biopsy, she'd lost all that movement um, yeah. on the left side of her body. So she was... Um, yeah, she just couldn't kind of mm. walk as well and things oh. like that either. Like she could Bloody still hell. speak um, fine, and uh, 
yeah, like it's you know all that stuff they're putting through your body when you're on chemo, radiation. Like it's that gave me a whole other appreciation of life as well. Just having to experience that, and there's so many people out there that have to you know watch their loved ones go through that, and um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. Anyone who's experienced that, like my heart goes out to you. It's a tough time, definitely. Mm. Um, but um, but she was, yeah, she was like my mum was the most amazing person. Like, um, and she always supported everything I did, but at the same time pushed me as well. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we had like a really good – it was about a year from when she was diagnosed to um, when she passed away and she and she never gave up. Like she kept getting up and um, yeah, I just kept pushing mm. uh, through it. Yeah, and it was – and it was like when I got back, I wasn't working either, so it was nice just to have some – like quality time with her too um and yeah yeah I try to help her as much as I could but yeah it was it was tough yeah. mm. and then it's like you know you, you have your own stuff and then you have your mum mm. at the same time yeah. yeah so once again I kind of yeah like my stuff didn't even compare to what yeah. she was going yeah. through so um yeah, I just had to kind of put that to the side and, yeah, um, yeah, just kind of focus on her, which was, like, that was that was good way too of just, um, yeah, just kind of, it's a good thing to learn as well. Like, there's people, like, you might think things are hard for you, but yeah. there's always someone, and, yeah. like, doing it far tougher than what you are, so puts things into perspective a lot but yeah it's yeah it's tough when it's like someone watching someone you love go through pain like that is it's not not very nice mm. it's well, just sucks yeah it just sucks. it just sucks and i just want to like acknowledge for a second like how amazing is you sharing your story mm. all of it like mm. it's very like you just opening up and being vulnerable, like, and and because so many people do go through this stuff and will go through, will in the future go through this stuff because mm. it's, I mean, this is life, right? Mm. Like bad shit happens, happens to good yeah. people. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but it, yeah. and it's like, what what can you say? Because there's no, like, you can't say something like everything happens for a reason. Because yeah. I'm sorry, no. Sometimes mm. just bad shit happens, yeah. Yeah. and it's frustrating yeah, and, and hard. hard, and it's hard to like, yeah. Like, as much as you kind of want to look for a silver lining, like, yeah. when that kind of stuff happens, like, uh, it doesn't it matter isn't. how, like, yeah, after mum passed away, like, I kind of, she passed away on the 12th um, of, yeah, of July, um, well, in 2016, um, and after she passed away, like, I just like tried again tried to be positive like got up like every morning and went and watched the sunrise i did my walk along the beach um so i was teaching at the time um 
where I'm still teaching now. Uh, and yeah, and that was a nice little time. Like I just thought like, here's a lady that was so amazing. Like she did so much. I've got four sisters and a brother. Like she you know, was a mum to so many. Um, Wonder mum. I can't believe you have four, four sisters. sisters. <laughs> it's crazy. No wonder, you, it's crazy. no wonder you like were so comfortable with all the girls in yoga and parties. <laughs> Um, Token male. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and yeah, she like what a what a lady. Like mm. she did such an amazing job, kind of bringing us all up. And uh, and I kind of wanted to. I didn't want to waste any time. Um, so I just wanted to get up and attack life yeah. in her yeah. memory. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Aww. which I did too. <laughs> for like a few months and then like I guess anyone who's been through grief before then it hit me like a ton of bricks and I was a mess and again like I um like um um, turned to like running as my outlet yeah I went for like got stuck into work um and started um started running again and um yeah had another Another heart attack. Um, yeah, at just at the end of that year. Um, this is only last year, end of last year. End of last Bloody year. Bloody hell, right? This is only seven months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had my last uh, VF arrest um, um, just before Christmas on the 23rd. It was just coming into a hard time, coming into Christmas. And yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on. And, of course. Um, but yeah, before mum passed away, like I was. I was working quite hard and I was stressed out and I just don't think you realise how much like um yeah again I was just being um typical like male and just kind of bearing everything mm. and, um and yeah it just kind of all like after she passed away I was okay. Like I was obviously <laughs> smashed me but try to find my feet again but then yeah, then it kind of all kinda of came out and um yeah, I just turned to that physical outlet the only outlet that i knew to make me happy and Mm. um such a double-edged sword like yeah Yeah. (laughs) had another vf arrest um but yeah i've got the defibrillator but it's fine but it just knocks your confidence around um like yeah yeah totally like i can't even imagine yeah um, what it's like and, and yeah just after mum passed away too like there was a lot happened in that six months harder um I went in for an operation as well to um, to have an ablation. Um, to uh, so an ablation is when they um, corduroys part of your heart um, to um, try to stop the irregular rhythms from coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's something they thought I could that could help me um, um, because yeah, sorry. I'm, Getting up at that many heart attacks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Before mum passed away, I did have another one before that as well. Again, I was out running. Oh um, my gosh. Can we decide not yeah, to yeah, run? Can we all agree to start running? Pilates. Pilates. I know it sounds like really stupid, like looking back now, but. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was the only way that I. Yeah. It was the only way that I could find stillness in yeah. my mind. Yeah, really. totally. The only way that I could. Um, yeah, some people I think most people out, like people that go through some yeah like tough 
things turn to alcohol or drugs yeah. and that was my yeah. um, escape. Totally. But, yeah. Well, that's back in hindsight. Like, and, okay yes. And like now you see, oh, I probably shouldn't have been running. But yeah. at the time, that's yeah. all you felt yeah. that you yeah. had. And it's yeah. all you could do kind of thing. It was like that's like alcohol and drugs. Like that's how you deal with the thing. So it's like that's how you're going to get to the next step. Yeah. And okay, like obviously taking a bunch of drugs and alcohol isn't good for us, but people still do it. Yeah. Mm. And I know like – most people who are into exercise, that is their outlet. Like that's what you do and it can become like this addiction in, in inverted commas because like that's what we use instead of the drug and alcohol. Yeah, but yeah. which is, yeah, it's um, healthier obviously than yes. turning into drugs and alcohol. <laughs> A little bit. But still it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's still kind of like running away from your yeah. pr- problems yeah. so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, before mum – passed away i was like working quite hard and uh, took a new teaching job at a school on the coast here um and yeah um had another like little episode again just with everything that was going on working hard mum being sick like yeah. it was just all a bit much um and then mum passed away sadly um and uh and then yeah and then i just Heading into Christmas again was just mm. a bit crazy and oh, monkey mind, like all yeah. in my head. And I was just like, so yeah, I went for another run again to yeah. try to burn off some of that energy. And yeah. um, and then again, another problem. Um, but yeah, but before that, um, I had had an operation as well, that ablation that I was talking about previously. Um, and that was to try to fix the problem so I wouldn't have these irregular rhythms anymore when my heart rate um, – got up but <laughs> that operation went terribly <laughs> badly as well um what happened we still have enough time to <laughs> we need it we need to yeah we need to hear the story <laughs> we need to hear the story <laughs> then we need to talk about all the lessons the lessons yeah. okay sorry <laughs> like, come on race <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding no. the um, microphone is on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like these evil little like <laughs> okay back serious yeah, come back on serious um yeah so i had this ablation um procedure not long after mum passed away actually um um yeah, so i went into hospital and um i was, was going to be awake the whole time they they did the procedure oh my god um, which is a little bit confronting but I didn't try not to think too much of it. And it was like, I don't know, like after I passed away, like whenever like I got myself in a confronting situation or something like that, I would just kind of think of about her mm. and it just kind of oh, just made me kind of feel like, you know, like she was there like as my little kind of guardian angel, so to speak. And yeah. um, it was just nice. That was comforting for me. Yeah. And it was um, helped me with grief as well. Um, so I went in for the operation, and um, yeah, so they put they put these a cord up through your um, artery in your leg and uh, in in your groin. Um, so they put a local anaesthetic there. Um, obviously, you've got um, a sheet up in front of you, uh, so you can't see this happening. But uh, it feels oh, oh my you're God. awake and it goes. They, Punch your leg and go oh. up through, and you can feel the cords moving up uh, through your stomach. Yeah. How? Oh, God, and, sorry, I'm not good at this stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, sorry, 
everyone but yeah it's not a nice feeling i felt quite sick when they were doing that um, <sighs> and you're awake um and then they put the wires into your heart and then they what they were trying to do was to try to um stimulate um the electrical nodes in my heart and speed up my heart rate and try to fire off these irregular rhythms so they could see where they were coming from in my heart uh. and then um then ablate that area so ablate just means kind of um they use heat energy just to burn off that area oh and God. scar that area oh so it, um those rhythms don't don't come up um so they went yeah up yeah through my stomach into my heart um and just before the operation too they're like um okay to get better um stimulate better arrhythmias is it okay if we um we uh do the procedure without um any drugs <laughs> so i was always going to be awake but they were going to give me something to kind of calm my nerves but in doing that they said that could um kind of mess with the procedure yeah. a little mm. bit so it's better not to if if you, oh, if you agree to it, we won't give you anything <gasps> like, like give me the drugs i'm like <gasps> yes like, it would be nice to be relaxed during it but at the same time i just wanted to get in and get yeah, it done yeah. and like fi- try to fix the problem yeah um, and um so, so yeah, they went. So they in in my heart with these, with these, um, with these cords, and they start kind of firing off these. Um, they're just making my heart rate go crazy, like you know, ten extra, like all these extra beats between my normal beats, and my heart's just going boom boom. And then they'd stop, boom boom boom. Oh my god! Stop, and then they're just trying to stimulate these um, irregular rhythms, um, and. This went on for like an extended period of time and I had like they were in a room in front of me, the doctors, um, but I had a couple of really like there were nurses next to me where my head was just kind of keeping me calm. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life and I was oh just gosh. staring at the ceiling um, mm. and it was, yeah, it was really uncomfortable like you. Yeah. What were you thinking? I was just kind of, yeah, I was just just trying not to think of too much. I was just staring at, like, there was a light on the roof and I was just staring at that light. Yeah. Um, It was pretty scary because when you don't have control over your body, like when there's these doctors in this room that are, Got mm. full control over what's going on with you. It's yeah. like you're putting your life in their hands. Yeah. And, um, which had a lot of trust in um, the doctor, Dr. Carney, but the same time i was like freaked out anyway so this went on for some period of time and they it was as if they couldn't seem to find what they were looking for they were trying to find where this um irregular heart beat and and uh was coming from this ectopic beat and, um but nothing seems to be happening um but yeah they just kept spitting my heart up right up and then um then i was just remembered boom it just felt quite weird and then all of a sudden um, i'm out to it and i just remember i felt like i was in um like a pool of water like in the ocean and you know how you held your breath down the bottom and then mm. you're trying to get to mm. the top of the water as quick as you can to take a breath and mm. you like swim as hard as you can to the surface and it's never that, coming yeah and it's never coming that's what it felt like and mm. it felt like people were holding me back um and I was trying to get to the surface and I kept trying, kept trying. And then eventually, boom, I got there. And then I woke up and I was, <gasps> all the doctors were around me. I just had a massive um, cardiac arrest again. Um, 
luckily, um, yeah, they put quite a few defibrillator paddles on you. Um, yeah. Because they turned my machine off um, that I had inserted into my chest before the procedure. Oh. Um, so I couldn't rely on that anymore. Um, but, yeah, they had backup defibrillators on me. Um, so they'd shocked me out of that. Um, but it took a couple of shocks um, and um, I was okay. Um, very kind of disorientated. Um, but the same time yeah i was okay and then they um and they went and they went again um and kept like, oh my god they, they settled me down geez um, so they went back to do it again yeah even they after- settled me down and they uh. you know, so before i went in dr carney's like okay worst case scenario oh god like you'll have a cardiac arrest and on you the did table. <laughs> boom <laughs> far out midway through <laughs> cardiac arrest i'm like shit Great. um just because they were pushing my heart so hard because I'm quite young and they could do that and they just really wanted to find um, the problem, um, which is understandable. Um, But, yeah. And then you had – they did it again and then you had another one? So, yeah, so they settled me back down. Um, The nurses were great. They kind of calmed me down. The doctors kind of went back um, into the back room, um, assured me everything was okay. Um, And then they started – doing those um those spitting out my heart rate mm. um again um and i was really scared this time yeah. because like obviously they'd done the exact same thing before boom <laughs> had a cardiac arrest like virtually kind of crossed over <laughs> yeah and then um and then they're doing the same thing again to my heart speeding up my heart um so kept going for that for a while and then I, I was like this is going to happen again this is definitely going to happen again and sure enough boom uh, i just kind of felt my heart go crazy again oh. um and then obviously blacked out um but it was a lot calmer this time it was like i was um yeah, i can just remember like it was i don't there's a small kind of kid or child I, I was, i'm not sure i can't quite remember whether i was holding their hands or they were sitting with me um, and I felt like weirdly as it might sound, I felt like, like before it happened, I felt like my mum was kind of there mm, as well. Yeah. Um, so and then same thing, I kind of that was a lot more peaceful though. And then same thing, I kind of all of a sudden woke up. Um, and there were doctors all around me again, like making like you know you you're with us, you're with us, like you wriggle your toes because you kind of. Um, that time between when you have the cardiac arrest and kind of when you get your um your heart rate comes back into normal rhythm, you kind of like feel like you're almost paralyzed yeah. for a little while, um, which is like a really uncomfortable feeling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I could wiggle my toes again and I was okay. And then they calmed me down. Um, they tried to stimulate my heart again with some adrenaline, um, get my heart rate up quite high, um, but they couldn't find what they wanted and oh they just had gosh. to call off um what they were doing um but yeah i came out of um again like i was like yeah, okay like this is not so that i wasn't he dr garney going into the um procedure said that you know there, there was a slight chance that they were going to be able to actually get something positive out mm. of what they were doing. Um, okay. Yeah. So they'd done plenty of these procedures before, but not for what I had. Oh. Um, so it was a bit of a hit and miss thing. Um, 
and yeah, they couldn't fix the problem. But at the same time, um, you know, he said like with the medication and you know just knowing your limitations, yeah, um, like yeah, you can live a normal life. So yeah. I kind of left hospital, obviously fairly defeated because I just wanted to go back to being able to run, swim, and surf and yeah. just be as completely active as I yeah. was before all, all of this had happened. Um, and then know, is, and is that what led you to yoga then, like in Pilates? Because um, you had to kind of... Yeah, I just had to find another outlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had like that procedure really kind of threw, threw me for six for a while there. Like I had a lot of trouble um, um, sleeping and because it... When you fall asleep, it's that same kind yeah, of feeling yeah. of when I was in on the um, table getting operated on. That's like losing control. Uh-huh. It was the same kind of feeling. When if, every time I would about to go about to fall asleep, I'd just freak out and wake up. Um, so I had quite a few kind of like night terrors. And um, talking to the doctors afterward, they're like, "That's perfectly normal. It's a bit of like post-traumatic mm, type yeah. stress mm-hmm. um, from a." pretty um kind of crazy ordeal uh but yeah um so again i kind of (laughs) hit rock bottom so to speak was just kind of i kind of lost my mom yeah come off the back of a procedure that hadn't gone so well um I was losing losing confidence in my um, my teaching before the operation. I kind of left my full time job mm-hmm. and just went back to part time casual again. Um, yeah, I was finding it quite hard, just kind of keeping up with because um, you've got no control in a classroom. It can be like yeah, it's a fantastic job being a teacher, but like it can be quite a stressful environment. Yeah, at the same I time. can imagine bloody um, kids, so many children. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so yeah I just I was like I've really got to yeah I don't know you just have those I've got like some my best mate um, um, Billy uh, he it was fantastic during that time and we spoke a lot and um, he's a like a sports psychologist and uh, with Cricket Australia and it was just nice to have his support and he kind of really um, helped me through kind of that kind of period. Um, so, like, this wasn't very long ago though. Like, so, no, like... this happened um, in early October. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what's happened? Yeah. And then you had... Like, and then you had the other... The one in When you were December, running. When you were running. yeah. So, it was... Just, and then, and then so now that what's post, happened now? Yeah, what's like, let's go to <laughs> let's 2017. Go like let's go 2017, race. What have you been up to? <laughs> so I think 2017, I was quite happy to see 2016 go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, ya, yeah. <laughs> see you later. Um, bring on 2017. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, Sometimes you look for that New Year's resolution, like it'll be a new year, things will be different, but um, that's the attitude I had, but I was still definitely at the bottom and had to just build myself back up. Well, so much grief as well though, like just like heavy. um, 
like emotions that yeah. I've never had to deal with before that just kind of kept bubbling up. And that's when I really kind of got into um, mindfulness. Um, a friend of mine started doing a lot more Pilates and yoga and that was fantastic for yeah. me. Um, wasn't getting my heart rate up like high because when I used to run, like I really used to yeah. kind of smash myself and that's when um, the problems would mm-hmm. arise. But it was still quite a nice like – Workout, um, doing Pilates and yoga, but yeah, then it so was very hard. much the mindfulness yeah. side of things as well. And your um, heart's never felt like that when you do yoga or Pilates, not at all. Yeah, no. wow. Um, and so I started kind of getting into that a lot more. And as you said, like I used to rock up to class and I'd be the only guy. And <laughs> <be> like, okay. <laughs> But, um, it's so crazy to think like you, like when we first saw you, like this was like you were going through this stuff. I know. And we were just and, like, like we who's that like, guy over there? <laughs> didn't say anything. Well, like as if he's going to tell everyone. I, I be like, hi, I'm Reese and yeah, I've had blah, 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 heart <laughs> problems. But I mean, like you just wouldn't, like I would I never know. have thought that. Yeah. And I, I think that's that. Like you were saying, like people go mm. through this stuff, and you you look at them, and you don't you can't even you don't even know. And that's why it's so important. Like, like we hear about well, it's all a the such time. an important like, lesson. Yeah, from and all to this. like to check in with people, mm. yeah, and exactly. also to be um, compassionate and kind to strangers, yeah. and open to whatever, like whatever they whatever they are at the time. Yeah, you don't know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes, and that's an fantastic lesson that i've learned yeah all of this mm. um yeah so you're doing more yoga and pilates doing more yoga and pilates and doing a friend of mine that is a um yoga teacher actually through essence got me onto uh onto headspace um, oh, cool. so i started doing the guided meditation in the morning um which is great it was only 10 minutes out of my day um i just took a bit of a backward step really at the mm. beginning of this year like i was luckily just working casually um um yeah and started yeah just implementing all these all these tools into my life doing um doing yoga doing some pilates doing the mindfulness and which was it was helpful and it was another physical outlet for me Mm. but the the mindfulness stuff is amazing like you really um i know it makes you kind of start to instead of running away from my problems literally that was a funny one funny, funny joke there was like a definite delayed yeah. reactions like literally running away oh ha, ha. <laughs> um, that was yeah, funny to kind of um yeah face up to them a little bit and I got re- I'm really interested in like your kind of subconscious and mm. um, kind of a, listening to a really interesting lady at the moment, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. If you ever jump on and listen mm. to her podcasts um, and a Mastery of Mind podcast as well, mm. to do mindfulness and um, I just wanted yeah, I just started looking at my health at a whole different perspective. Yeah. Like, um, how do like. Being healthy kind of helped me through this journey um, and having – luckily before that, like I've done exercise science and I've kind of trained as a personal trainer and, and um, done some 
nutrition courses at uni and um i started to realize how important it is to connect all the little dots and how much that can help you feel better um but the biggest obstacle for me was just to start to deal with um the mind Mm. (laughs) Um, and once you get that right i think um your opportunities are endless. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so um, true. Well, our minds can be our worst enemies and like they're so powerful. But when we do get in tune with everything and learn about mindfulness and like how we can perceive things differently and how we can act and how we can be, it's like we can use it to our massive advantage. But if you don't learn about that stuff, it's like it can take you to like dark places. Mm. Mm. So, like, the first thing, like, really with mindfulness is, like, being aware of the mind and, like, yeah. what it's doing. Because sometimes, I mean, I go through parts of my life and I know I used to, like, my whole life I wasn't mindful. Mm. Like, my, uh, my whole life I just went through the mm. Well, it's like you would, do, you would be doing that. something, like, we would be here chatting and instead of me actually listening yeah. and taking note and being here, I'd be thinking about what I'm going to eat later or like what I'm going to do tomorrow or what's on my to-do list. It's like never actually here. Mm. So like it's about being present and focusing on what is actually going on in my life right now yeah. because if you're not mindful, where do you live? You live in the present, the past or the future which causes anxiety, which causes sadness and grief because, you know, like I'm missing, like you look back at a stage of your life and you're like, I want it that back or I want there, I want I want to be there, not here. And then you get sad and like you can end up in this dark, super dark tunnel, not being able to see the light. But then it's like focusing on now and like all the goodness is mm. like stepping towards the light mm. and getting through it. Yeah. It's freaking magic. Definitely. It's magical. So magical. (laughs) Reese just had to have a toilet break. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I told everyone. so long. I know. It's amazing. Well, um, Emma was talking about being present. (laughs) 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 Like, I'm trying to be present right now. But but I really need a wee. Now I feel like I need to wee. No, but let's Emma. just continue. I, can, I have good bladder control. Oh, <laughs> <Really> gosh. <laughs> Pelvic floor. Um, okay. So, yoga, Pilates, mindfulness, mindfulness. meditation. What yoga teacher lo- training yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, when you – why did you decide to do yoga teacher training? Like, that's just, a pretty big um, thing. Yeah, I just – I'm, I was really bad at yoga when I first started. <laughs> I haven't, I've only really been practicing it for about a year. And when I say that, it wasn't consistently yeah. every week. Um, um, but, but the sessions I did have and that flowed really well and um, like at the end of it when you're just lying there. In Best a, pose ever. In Shavasana. Shavasana. Uh, just feeling quite relaxed. Um but focused at the same time. Mm. I was like, this is amazing. And I really wanted to kind of explore that a little bit more. Um, and plus, um, Billy and I were kind of looking at, um, like from all this, all the talking we've been doing, mm. he's a sports psychologist. Um, we started um, a consulting business called Drop Consulting. Uh, 
with the aim of kind of helping people, um, you know, that can't quite get that work-life balance or mm. um, just feel, yeah, like a little bit, don't have the tools to kind of be working at their um, optimum but at mm. the same time taking care of their health. Yeah. Um, I would say most people don't do that. Like they – well, not most people. Like there's work, like how many workaholics have we met? How many online entrepreneurs talk about burnout all the time? Even when we are in like a health industry, like we've had stages where we have almost burnt out mm. and it's like we just get the biggest reality check like um, – you're talking about healthy, like living and eating and mm. whatever, and you're burning your, like you're mm. burning out yourself. It's like yeah. how does that doesn't even make sense? It it's because sense we're like uh, 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 stutter addicted to um, you know, achieving and like always searching for that next goal. We're ticking yeah. stuff off, and then before we've ticked it off, we're ready for the next goal. And yeah. then it's like, yeah. whoa, man! Like, what is actually important in life? Like, health is up there. Like, we need to Probably we need to be at our optimum to do our optimum. And optimal, optimal, optimum prime, Opti- optimus. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what I, yeah, but what I, but I what I realised um, from all, all this um, was those. Yeah, it's like brushing your teeth. Like mm. these things, you need to kind of put these um, routines yeah. and habits into your life, and just keep them there. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as we get busy and, mm-hmm. and and life seems crazy, we just seem to let go of mm-hmm. those important so things like eating well, um, you know, exercising, and what I've come to find is the most important, like doing your mindfulness um, techniques, your, your meditation, mm-hmm. and just taking some time just to kind of sit and just yep. be even like it's 10 minutes 10 minutes it's out not of day long honestly that is my thing that i always stop like i'll have phases of doing meditation then i just like i'm not meditating at the moment isn't it crazy that like that's the first thing like normally to go like when you're stressed mm. when you're stressed and you and need it, it the most yeah, yeah. It's like that hel- like yeah. when you don't have time to eat healthy or meditate or go to yoga like that is always when and then you and you don't do it and then you really look back and you're like, what's changed? Like, why do I feel uneasy? Why do I feel anxious? You're like, oh, I'm not eating healthy. I'm not meditating. I'm not doing yoga. Like, now I'm going to bring it back in. And it's mm. like, but if we just kept it in, it had helped so much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And it's so it seems so simple. So, simple. <laughs> so like, what is? So you use Headspace? Like, is there any yeah, other mindfulness tools, stuff that you do? Just regularly turning up to yoga and yeah. doing Pilates is such a great um, do journal mindfulness in itself. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely started journaling a little bit more. Um, so what I found is, yeah, just by implementing these, like just making sure I tick those off in my mm. day, I would even write, I write them in my diary mm. now. Like, you know, I do my headspace, make sure I get to like a yoga session. I try to write down, um, I try to journal. Like, it doesn't always happen and yeah. you shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, Journaling's a weird one. Yeah, well, and it's one, like but it's nice. anything yeah. you don't put pressure on because then that's yeah, like then the negative and stress. the negative. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, so, not- like, it's like try and do it 
in a loving, kind, kind way, not like you have to do this. And then that's the idea that you do it, then it becomes a habit. And, yeah. and like brushing my teeth, like that's never annoying. I would never not like, brush my teeth. Like, like So we should never not meditate. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're brushing our mind of cavities. We're brushing our we're, – we're letting the, the that thoughts – terrible. Like, that was terrible. Flow out of our brain. Yeah. I love that when they talk about that in yoga, when you're like doing a forward fold. Oh, yeah, I love that. the thoughts fall out. I'm like, fall away. Yeah, I, am, I, <laughs> imagine, I imagine all the shit like in me just like going away. Like, yeah. you know, just all the bad thoughts and like not that I should label them bad, but, you know, the, the thoughts that are not getting me anywhere – like just leaving me. So what do you think has been like the biggest transformation like since starting like your yoga and mindfulness? Like what have you seen in you that has changed? Um, I'm tr- starting to see that I'm starting to be aware so much more of every thought that comes into my mind mm. and never let any thought go unchecked. Oh. Um, it's amazing when you st- like it takes time this doesn't happen overnight um like and there's been times i'm like why am i doing this but i've just tried to stay consistent with it and Mm. once you kind of um become a lot more aware of for me it's becoming more aware of those negative thought patterns and being able to check them as soon as i can and um so what would you do don't judge myself for um, thinking like that, but just yeah, let it drift. Well, it's it's yeah. the awareness. Yeah, it's, it's like the aware. it starts with the awareness. Yeah, yeah. Once you start becoming aware, that's what to answer your question. Once you start becoming aware, then that's when the transformation yeah starts yeah to happen straight away. And, and it's, it's like to, like being like okay, this is a negative thought pattern. I'm tr- this happens quite often. I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to be doing it. And it's like you're co- like actually consciously deciding and not letting the thoughts like rule you. Like you're mm. taking control or something. And have you had exactly. like – It's very liberating. Yeah. <laughs> Once you can – Yeah. we're our own worst enemy, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Have you we had like a, certain pat- like a certain thought or belief that you've had that you can say I've changed that? Like, I, like can you pinpoint? Um, like for me like it was like my body image. Like, um. Yeah, I think just being a little bit more self-compassionate mm. and not so judgmental towards myself and therefore that's start, starting to um, project sh- project onto other people as well. So, yeah, this whole journey has learned that you, you need to f- work on yourself before you can help other people. Yes. So, like, it's very important to um, – yeah, I, by being less judgmental of myself and what I do um, and, yeah, just being a little bit more self-compassionate, I'm able to um, kind of portray that to other people mm-hmm. as well. And, um, yeah, that's been, that's been a really um, massive game changer for me. And, and, and then it starts to... Once you're more mindful of your thoughts and you can kind of let those negative kind of thought patterns go, you start kind of going on like a more positive path and your relationships become stronger. Um, like my, I met my girlfriend at a time at a really like vulnerable stage in mm. my life and it's and it was hard. I just lost my mom. I was having all mm. these things going on with my heart. Um, 
and Laura was fantastic. She helped me um, through some tough times and it was, yeah, but I owed it to her as well to do these mindfulness um, techniques and just be able to, uh, I don't know, because you, like, you often at times, like, you can you hurt the people that you love the most yeah. and you're angry and frustrated. Yeah, um, totally. They seem to be the ones that, Always. You take things out, yeah, out on. But if you can kind of stop yourself before you, um, yeah, before you start going down those yeah. bad habits. Or so it kind of a quote then. today. It allowed you to like show up in the way you truly wanted to show up. Because yeah. I, I totally I was, understand. Like the, like sometimes you don't even mean to like be that that aggression or be that angry. Like it just like it's like uncontrollable sometimes. But then when you bring in mindfulness, you can feel it before it happens. And then, like, that was, like, for me, like, I could feel, I was, like, oh, like, and, like, it, it was, it was cool because I could, like, almost label it. And I'd be, like, oh, there's that feeling again. I'm not going to keep going toward that feeling. Yeah. I'm going to turn it around mm. and go the other way. Well, I like this. I read this quote on, actually, Michelle Cassidy, who did our your yoga teacher training, um, and it said, hurt people hurt people mm. yeah when she um she yeah, said she that in one that. of the uh yeah. one of the classes yeah um that we were doing with her and that really resonated with me yeah um because yeah it's so true so true and it and it kind of it's, it's cool to bring awareness to it because it's mm. like now then you can kind of take note oh okay like when my family member or best friend is kind of treating me poorly Maybe it isn't about me. Mm. Actually, maybe it's about them and them and the stuff that is hurting them. That's been a really big lesson, I think, for yoga. Like, yeah, it's not about me. Mm. Like everything, like that other people are doing. It's not. It's never about you. Mm. And like, it's. I know. It's freeing. It's like, it's good because then you like realize, oh, the whole world isn't revolving around me. Like they've got their own little world too. And, and it's like, like, um, then you, you'll like say like I know like. This is an example. I know this is Reese's story, but like, say, like, with a breakup, my my breakup. Are we going to talk about a breakup? (laughs) Just like one second. It's relative, but it's relative. So, like, instead of, guys, I'm kidding. (laughs) But instead of me being like, he's acting like that because of me, and like, it's my lack, it's my, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, da 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 da. Actually, he's acting like that because he's got his own shit to yeah. deal with. Mm. So it's like it's like a very good thing to be aware of that because it can save you many months, years well, or whatever of suffering that you don't need to suffer. Well, it mm. stops self-loathing as well because yeah. that's yeah. going into self-loathing, self-hate by you saying I'm not good enough, I know. blah, 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 blah. So it takes down another hole. I know. Hole. Big hole. There's so yeah. much you can talk about. I know. Because we've been talking about for ages. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Our minds are so weird. Mm. Yeah, but – don't let them go on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you sometimes think, um, like, we have this conversation, I'm like, how easy would it be if you weren't self-aware? Like, mm. you could just cruise on through life. Like, sometimes, <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, why did I ever start looking at, like, like analyze, not analyzing, but, like, being like this? Because now I'm, like, questioning everything. But it's, I know it's a good thing. But sometimes I think, how nice would it be? Yeah. Well, but sometimes when, you when just you, do just got to yeah. chill out. Yeah. But when you do first start the journey, it can be quite exhausting. Yeah. Because you are, you kind of realize, yeah, when you first start becoming more aware of the thoughts and the negative kind of patterns that you have established, um, yeah, it takes time to break those yeah. too. But um, 
But once you're kind of aware of those and then, and this is where it's just, it's so, I know holistic health such a mm. buzzword at the moment, but it is like once you. It is for I, a I reason. We're all it? about yeah. the buzzwords. We're it's, talking about it's yesterday. A holi- it's a word holistic for a, is a word for a reason. Like mm. it, it makes it's the one word you can use and it makes sense. Makes so sense, I say yeah. use it. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. But what I've learned from my journey is, yeah, once you start getting the mind right, then everything else kind of starts to follow and then you kind of, you are better with your, obviously I've had to be um, very in check with the kind of exercise I'm doing and make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, not yeah. for um, to escape or yeah. for a lot of people. And I've been guilty of it as well, do it for the ego, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, try to look a certain way, um, which you girls have kind of... Um, at that journey yourselves mm. still um, do like mm. still have that and the um escaping thing too like yeah. exercise that's my escape mm. from but, my but issues it, it's it's a, it's a healthy escape too at the same yeah. time but i think you once yeah you become more aware you yeah you, it's it's great to have a part of your um part of your routine but yeah know when sometimes you need to have a rest as well and that's yeah. something that i continually battle with yeah um, i had a then, rest today yeah and then, yeah you actually did have a rest today a no day. exercise day <laughs> um and then yeah and then you start eating better as well yeah. uh and it all just and it's yeah once you start kind of once you start focusing in on mm. the basics of life <laughs> like what you put in your yeah. body what you put in your mind and then you start to put out the right thing. Yeah, it's totally. like it kind of like when you talk about it, it's like what the hell? It's so simple. How have we gone so far the other way? Mm. How good was that? What you put in your body, what you put in your mind. I like that. Yeah, whatever that was, that what was you, epic. Was the We're gonna have to rewind so put, and look. Um, what you put in your body and in your mind, then you start putting out the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's and, good. And it's like breaking it down, making it really simple, and it's like what did you used to do or what like what did we used to do what did what do a lot of people do they come home from a stressful day at work turn the tv on sit on their butts eat processed food mm-hmm. get takeaway so it's like well no wonder but like you're putting it it's because a lot of us are so stressed and when you're yeah. in that stress mode you, you don't think yeah. logically and i've i was in that stress mode after yeah that's i so dealt true. with everything i was just yeah. Yeah. So, so like it's like you need one person, little thing. But yeah, but once you start the journey, mm. like once you just start yeah. going to might only be one like yoga class or one uh doing like a, doing a little bit of headspace like yeah. once a week. Like once you start and you just start building on it, then as you said earlier, it slowly becomes a habit and once it becomes habitual then you can like you just start, then you start doing things for you. And, mm, yeah. Um, you realize who you are and what your kind of, what your purpose is in this lifetime, mm, which and is exciting. And, yeah. you, and that's cool that you have kind of like figured that out with yeah. Drop Consulting and, yeah. and that's your goal to help those people take those steps to get to that point, like where stress isn't consuming their lives. Mm, yeah, and you, as you said, like when you get stressed, like you still brush your teeth every night. Yeah. Um, yeah. You still need to do these. Yeah. These um, when when your workload gets busy. Yeah. Um, you, 
these little things are going to make such a difference. Yeah. Um, just incorporate like eating the right things. Um, like, uh, you know, you, if your schedule gets crazy, like you might only have time for 10 or 15 minutes of um, like stretching or a little bit of exercise or a little bit of mindfulness, but that's better than doing nothing. Totally. Yeah, so and true. if you do that consistently like day to day, then that those little one percenters like make the big difference in the long run. It's so um, true. So, yeah, and that's what um, like with the help of kind of with Billy's um, knowledge in um, – sports psychology and Mm. kind of the journey that I've been through myself with my health. Uh, It's really exciting to kind of get out there and try to uh, help people as much as we can um, live the best lives that they can. Totally. So cool. I'm excited to see where it it goes. I know it's only amazing things that are going to happen from it. And it's also cool. I know we're talking about this before we press record. You guys are both reading that book. Men with meaning, is that what Men's search, Men's for search meaning for meaning by Victor E. Frankel. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like finding meaning in your suffering gives you purpose, right? Yes. And like, I feel like, well, no, finding purpose in your suffering, some, yeah, something like leads that. you to meaning. meaning. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, it's finding a, good, a, a meaning re- to yeah. your like suffering, and like what you've been through is like suffering. It like it's <laughs> spit it out, Carl. Suffering, and now you have come up with this like purpose for your life and you wouldn't have found that if it hadn't have happened and i know mm. that the whole like everything happens for a reason but mm. in this case it kind of has mm. and there's an awesome quote from that book um to live is to suffer mm. to survive is to find meaning in wow. the suffering and that's something that i used to write um on my uh on my um bathroom uh, oh, mirror i love um, wow. when i was going through um yeah, going through all that last year, oh, um, like, that really wait. helped. Well, I thought I thought we weren't recording, but we were. We're good. <laughs> Everyone heard. Yeah, that. that book is definitely amazing, and um, oh, it's come back. I mean, like, I was listening to that book, uh, like walking up and down Hedges Avenue, and you know, listening to this man t- describe the concentration camps, like, just like, what the hell. But um, like such important lessons, and and it's so cool that you're sharing all your amazing lessons and helping people. So we're very grateful for you, Reese. And I know you're working on something else pretty cool with the fundraising. Um, yeah, thing, yeah, the we've got a care. fundraiser, um, uh, a charity event. Uh, Billy, um, is doing uh the Hellfire Cup in November, uh, this year, uh, which is a four day. Um, nine stage mountain bike ride. Well, really glad. I'm glad no you're not that. doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to run beside him and as a support team. Jokes. But not for very long. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, in a car? <laughs> like, I was like, slowly? <laughs> like, like, no more running. No more running. Good. Um, and yeah, which is amazing. So um, doing that uh, to raise money for the Heart Care Foundation. Uh yeah, and it's great. It's going to be a huge effort for Billy. Amazing. To, um, so cycle cool. 200 kilometers oh my over God. four days. That's insane. Um, and yeah, if you want to check that out, we've raised about, just started, we've raised three and a half grand already. Oh, that's so, so good. Um, but yeah, we'd like to get upwards of 10. Definitely 10. dollars Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so that's our goal, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, so if you go to, if you type in Reese Ibbett, uh, 
Everyday Hero or Heart Care Foundation mm-hmm. in Google, it'll come up as the as Perfect. the first. Um, as the first, uh, yeah. Google number one. But we'll put all those links in the show notes to Drop Consulting and also the fundraiser if you want to check them out. So all you have to do is head over to the blog and they will be there. And I reckon like um, keep an ear out for the name Reese Ibbett because I reckon you're going to be yeah. doing pretty epic things in the future. I just – there's there's something there's, that no, there's just like this gold like this is I what know. I mean, we always talk about this like there's this gold like there and it's just like about to just go <laughs> that's what we reckon anyway. yeah it's, it's exciting just, it's really exciting yeah. and it's yeah. fueled it's, with pure intent like pure good loving intention like and how so how could it not like that's what I think so <laughs> how could it not how could it not not work yeah because yeah. it's like. You're like passionate, you're enthusiastic, you're showing up every day. You're living your truth. Yeah. How yeah. could it it not be everything that you want it to be? Mm. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the couch. It's been it so amazing. fun. You can't go yet though. We have one last <laughs> question for you. Um, at the end of every podcast, we ask our guest, what is the Merrymaker Mantra of the week? It could be a mantra from this conversation or just a mantra that you live by or what you're living by right now. You said a couple already. Yeah. yeah. It's been, been quite a few, hasn't there, during this podcast? Um, something that I've been um, kind of focusing a lot on this week is um, like a, it's actually a, um, it's from the Bible, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Of all places. <laughs> um, I love how we laugh. We're all like, wow. Oh. Um, like but there's it, it, goodness yeah, in everything. Yeah, um, there is. I've seen good question Bible. Yeah, I've seen I shared of- one once by accident. Like yeah. I, and someone was like, Did, are you Christian? And I was like, well, I'm not. But, but this is I good. I love this quote. Um, I can't tell you what scripture or um, it's Genesis 12, 13. Like, I don't like even that. know what that means. Um, it, it goes, uh, the judge of all earth shall do right. So it just oh. um, I, it kind of really resonated with me. So. Just lead by example, really, and yeah. that's what I'm starting to um, going through the journey myself and having to, um, you know, experience this adversity and all the problems with my health and um, all the all the crazy things that have happened mm. in my life over the last few years. Um, like it's kind of made me be less kind of judgmental towards myself mm-hmm. and other people and yeah i just want to kind of lead by example and be the healthiest person i possibly can be um inside and out boom amazing so good yay oh thanks, thanks so for much having... for coming on the couch thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us wait wait this is our podcast <laughs> Please <laughs> takes over. Um, Ow, I just wiped oh, my tooth with the microphone. I swear I always do um, that. It's been awesome having you on the show. And as we said, we're really excited for what you do next. It's going to be massive. Um, but it's been great you sharing your story. Like, go you. Even that is very like, inspiring to be so open. The fact that you just sat there and just said it all. And for a man to do that. Yeah, too. it's very – like very inspiring so thank you for being so open and vulnerable with us thank you so much for having me it was amazing yay (laughs) thank you bye guys bye guys 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.